Hello, everybody. Welcome to Creative Misfits. I am your host, One Known. And I'm your hostess, Lyrical Relief. And today we have a very special guest in the building. She is a very talented dancer as well as a skilled painter. And she teaches, you know, she makes costumes. Like, what doesn't she do? <laughs> what doesn't she excel at? So we have Jasenia Lopez in the building. Jasenia, say what's up to the people. Hey, how's everything going? <laughs> so it's good to have you on the show. And we're pretty much just going to dig into your business mm -hmm. and, you know, talk about your work and everything that you got going on and, you know, just learn more about you today. Yeah. So we're excited about it. Um, excited. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, that's always a good sign that our guest is also excited. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so without further ado, uh, Lyrical Relief is going to get started with the questions. Yeah, so tell us like where you're originally from and how you ended up here, or were you born and raised here? Tell us about that. Um, so my parents are both from Puerto Rico, both mm -hmm. of them um, born and grew up there. Mm -hmm. I was born in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, okay. but my dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot. Okay. So I good, did spend a good portion of my beginning childhood in Sicily. Okay, nice. And then when he was ready to retire, we moved back to Jacksonville. So I finished the remainder of my childhood there and then went to Gainesville for mm -hmm. college, mm -hmm. got my bachelor's in visual art. And then once I graduated, I moved with my sister. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then in Satellite Beach, Florida. And then I found a job at Full Sail University. So then I went ahead and moved to Orlando so I could nice. pursue that. Okay, nice. cool, cool, cool. So I didn't know you worked out there yeah, like that. I didn't know you um, yeah. there. What were you doing out there? Oh, right now I'm I do like um I'm in tier two for support. Okay. So I'm more of like and behind the scenes, I don't really do I speak to students on the phone, but they never really see me and I handle like escalated people and stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. So that's what I do. Nice. Okay. Very nice. Awesome. Very nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. I graduated from over there, so you know <laughs> kinda cool to hear that you work there. Very yeah. nice, very nice. <laughs> So we've seen several posts on social media of you and your dog, baby. <laughs> dog so much. <laughs> so how long have you had her and why does she mean so much to you? I got her my freshman year of college. Okay. And she was, well, I got her from the pound and they told me mm. she was a chiweenie. Like, so she was supposed to be a lot smaller, okay. but she kept growing. So I was like, she's definitely not a chiweenie. She's a, we found out she's a doxel, which is like a Dotson Beagle mix. Okay. Aww. And she means the world. She's like my baby. She's my child. She's my fur baby. Because <laughs> like, she just, that dog can get away with anything with me. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> she just gave me that look. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I can't, I can't I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were seeing a little bit of evidence of that for sure. Like on, on IG, I want to say it uh -huh. was, where it was a video like where you said, you know, you told her to like stop being cute or something like that. Yeah. And then she commenced to be cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically. She um, is cute. He was saying she looks like a kangaroo. I'm like, she does. Yeah, she like, looks kind of like a kangaroo dog for sure. Uh -huh. And she does this thing where she like sits down but like lifts herself up so she looks like a meerkat. Nice. And then I call that be cute. And whenever she wants a treat, she'll do it. <laughs> got you, got you, got you. Okay. Cute. Very nice, very nice. Well, you also just put up a post of you and your sister saying that how much you cherish her and mm -hmm. still look up to her to this day. Um, what can you tell us about your relationship with her? And in what ways do you look up to her? My sister is my 
best friend for sure. We've always grew up very, very, very close. Because yes. my mom always said all our entire lives growing up, like no matter what, you'll always have each other. Like mm-hmm. if anything, all us fails, you can always fall back on each other. So we grew up always having this idea that, you know, we are always going to have each other's back no matter what. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, she's the one who was always like everyone, because I was the baby, you know, so people spoiled me a little bit. I can't <laughs> lie. But she was Not always the lie. one that like knocked me down a couple notches whenever I was being a little bratty. So. Okay, cool. Um, she definitely was like the one who gave me the tough love. Like you need to do this and do this if you want to be successful in life. And she is so strong. Like she got her master's very, very early, very young. And Mm -hmm. she has her own house now. She managed to make it to where she can work for herself and just surf all day. I'm like, who doesn't want to get to the point in life where they can just stay home all day, still make money and do what they love. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think that's something a lot of people aspire to, you know, that flexibility Mm -hmm. and all that, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So that's very cool. You know, she kind of, I guess, like you said, you look up to her, you know, so she kind of motivates you. But at the same time, you know, you said she keeps you grounded. Exactly. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And how, like, far apart are you guys? Four years. Okay. Four years. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, aside from the few personal things we've covered, um, and before we get into dancing and painting, mm-hmm. et cetera, um, who is Jasenia Lopez? Like, give us a brief overview of who you are as a person. As a person, <laughs> I would say I'm very loyal i like once you have my trust like it's not going anywhere like i will always have your back i'm always going to stick by you and be for you there for you 100 percent. nice also very forgiving like my parents are always (laughs) saying i'm too forgiving (laughs) i know it's a problem because you know when you're too forgiving that can like cause a lot of you know heartache because yeah, you, you get keep t- getting hurt taken advantage of, yeah. my parents yeah. say i'm too forgiving but i'm just like you know i always give people the benefit of the doubt i got you because i always think well i'm not perfect 20 100 percent okay 24 7 so why expect any other person to be the same yeah exactly so you give them a chance to mm-hmm. you know redeem kind of, exactly, <laughs> yeah. to kind of redeem themselves and like you said people do change and grow so mm-hmm. i mean and sometimes people don't so that's where i guess the heartache comes in sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. you know for sure but I think that's a good trait overall, you know, at least to give people some chances. I'm sure at some point, you know, you have your breaking point where you're like, all right, I'm not that forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it does happen. But but aside from that, I'm also very passionate. Like whenever I do, like I, I'm never going to give it 50%. I'm always going to give it 100%. Mm-hmm. Everything, my art, my dance, my relationships, my okay. work, nothing is half-assed. Okay. That's a very good trait to have. Also, I'm sure that kind of reflects throughout your life and your successes and everything like that. You know what I mean? Very nice. Awesome. All right. So we read that you started dancing at a young age. So tell us about that experience. Like how old were you? What kind of dancing did you first start off with and who taught you? Stuff like that. So with dance in general, I started probably around four. That's when my mom really started teaching me like, Puerto Rican folkloric dances, so mm-hmm. bomba y plena, the plena yeah. and stuff I like that. Saying. And then she started teaching me the other dances like salsa, merengue, bachata, and even wajira, which is mainly danced in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started off with that, but then she started teaching me flamenco, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and more of the because she her idea is like yes I'm Puerto Rican but I'm not just Puerto Rican Puerto Rico is a melting pot um, exactly like you have the culture different. was built off of other cultures exactly so you have to learn every aspect of the culture not every Puerto Rican actually has African in them mm-hmm. some of them mainly have European in them mm-hmm. um, but we did a our genea- like genealogy was called ancestry we do the yeah. dna okay. and stuff so i've been wanting to do that how was that well my sister did it so she and like i'm her sibling so i am like well whatever you are I'm probably close to it exactly but not exactly the same i'm probably close to it but she was she caught it back where she's was majority portuguese mm-hmm. which makes a lot because our last names are lopez matos matos it comes mm. from portugal it's a portuguese last name okay lopez cool. is spaniard so I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, you know, that we have these last names and how you could trace them back to these areas. Mm-hmm. And my mom, like my dad's side being like mostly Spaniard influence, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Arabic influence in Spain mm-hmm. with a lot of the traveling Ladinos, which are like a, a group of traveling like Israeli nomadic people. Mm, that's interesting. And they, they traveled through Spain ended up in Turkey and vice versa. So a lot of that culture was trickled down mm-hmm. and spread with everywhere they went. And they also absorbed a lot of that culture too. Mm-hmm. So that influence is very much in Spain, with, especially with the Moors and the Flamenco. and the. I don't want to say gypsy because that's technically a bad term to use. Yeah. <laughs> but, is that, but that's kind of like a lot of it was influenced by. And then even in Turkey has a lot of, a lot of their music has like that hint of like a Spanish guitar. Mm. Okay. And, and it's very interesting to see how that culture can, was spread just by traveling. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Interesting. You're very knowledgeable about it yeah, too, which, definitely. Is, which is dope. Mm-hmm. You know. You have to be. Could tell yeah, you, for sure. Could for tell sure. you put in the work. Exactly. Could tell you put in the work and, you See, know, 100%. <laughs> in it. 100%. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So with that being said, is that what sparked your interest to study like the Middle Eastern dances and begin exploring the parallels between that and the Puerto Rican Almost oh, definitely. I really started pick, uh, going into Middle Eastern dance when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it was... I. My mom couldn't really afford to pay for dance classes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was really... Just, I just watched the masters of dance. I watched their videos for hours and hours and end of the day. And I would just stand in front of the mirror and just replay the video over and over and over (laughs) again and mimicked what they did. Gotcha. And that's how I started to learn the movements when I was a kid. But as I started growing older, I started getting into, well... What are they? What is the movements in the context of the music? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in Middle Eastern dance, certain music you have to dance to it a certain way. You have to wear a specific costume and certain okay. movements. All of gotcha. that matters in Middle yeah. Eastern dance. Okay. So the w- one thing you don't want to do is go out on stage or go to a party and disrespect the audience of Middle Eastern culture by dancing a dance wrong yeah. to the wrong song. Exactly. Wearing the wrong Wearing costume. The wrong thing. Yeah. 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 So you okay. have to learn all that stuff. Interesting. So I started doing that. And then more so as now, like me as an adult, I started noticing a lot of similarities amongst the dances with Puerto Rican dances. Mm-hmm. 
which when I'm looking and like the history of Puerto Rico and that Egypt is in Africa and a lot of Puerto Rican dances are influenced by African culture, but it's not just Central African, it's also Northern African culture that is influenced by. Mm. So the idea of like the shimmy yeah. is relevant throughout all of Africa. Okay. But it's the way they execute the shimmy that is different. And mm. Egypt is a little bit more controlled. It's about isolations and controlling the movement to hit certain areas of the music. Okay. And in the bomba, they do a shimmy, but it's a little mm-hmm. bit more earthy. Like you lean over, have your heart mm-hmm. leaning over the earth mm-hmm. while you're doing it. Nice. But Egyptian is more elevated. Okay. So I started noticing those similarities with dances in it. Nice. Okay. I love that. It's very interesting. Exactly. Because, mm-hmm. you know, from the outside looking in, like, obviously, like we're not as well versed on yeah. why everything is the way it is, but we can watch it and we can appreciate exactly. it. And, like, we know it's dope in our opinion. But, you know, hearing her break it down is like, wow, like it's, it's dope. It's exactly. Shit. It's a whole different thing to hear the context of it. And just like you said, how you kind of think about the cultural influences exactly. and you are well versed in all of that and what it means and you know, like you said, even in Middle Eastern, you know, what's right, what's wrong, and mm-hmm. just making sure you respect, you know, the culture of it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot right. that goes into it. It's not for just sure. like, you know. It's not just putting a dance together and that's it, calling it a day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, no, no, exactly. Not at all. <laughs> all right, well, you mentioned it, I believe. Um, you earned your degree in visual art from the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. So what was it that you intended to do with what you learned in college after graduation? And are things as you envision them or has everything kind of evolved as things sometimes do? Things definitely have evolved. I originally was very hopeful that when I leave with my bachelor's that within a year, I'm going to go back to school, get my master's, become a professor and just be, you know, successful in more of the academic area of fine art. Okay. But... As I started getting out of school and getting out of the whole idea, I, for, I first off got really burnt out in school because yeah. people don't realize like fine art in academia is intense. Okay. Like you are having to pop out five pieces in a week for every class and just writing like a lot of papers. People think, oh, you're just painting. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you don't, like I cry in my studio. You don't understand. <laughs> like it's not easy. Stressful. It's so stressful. Cause then in critiques, people are pulling your hard work apart. Yeah. So it's very vulnerable too. And then mm-hmm. after four years of doing that, you can get burnt out. So I did get burnt out. So I stopped painting for like a year. Okay. And I just couldn't. Like was, when I went to go paint, nothing was coming out. Like it was almost like yeah. I forgot everything I had learned or knew how to do. Gotcha. But then I went back into it and I was creating better work than what I did when I was in school because it wasn't being forced. And I I didn't have my instructor's voice in the back of my head anymore. So it wasn't like, it has to be this, the composition, this, this, this. Like I was just ignoring that. Okay. But for me now it's more of, I'm having a different view of what art can be. Okay. I was always very experimental and interdisciplinary, so I like to use other mediums besides painting. So mm-hmm. now I am trying to find a way of, I can merge my visual art with my performative art. Okay. Nice. In what ways that I can make that happen. So I don't have to have two separate lives. Like I want to marry yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's where I'm trying to go now. So it definitely has evolved. I don't want to get my master's in art anymore. I okay. used to want to. But to be successful in the art world, you don't really need your master's. You just need a lot of conviction and determination. Yeah. Really push yourself and network. Mm-hmm. Right? But a master's is if I want to be a professor. Yeah, exactly. that's Which what is something I can pursue in the long like down the road after I'm a successful artist. Okay. Then I can get my master's. And then be more secure to find a job as a professor. Yeah, because your experience will also mm-hmm. back you up with that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely need that as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that always kind of... It just looks good, like, for you to even show your students, you know, mm-hmm. everything that... Not only do you have, like, the education to back you up, but you also have all this experience that mm-hmm. you can bring to the table and show them, you know? Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, well, in your bio... It states that your goal is to always create detailed and visually captivating performances. Mm-hmm. Talk us through your process. Like, what are some thoughts, strategies, feelings, and techniques that you put into play? So, when I'm putting a performance together, I the first thing I do is I the music I get that picked first, and the mm-hmm. music always has to like make me feel something. If the music is not making me feel a certain way that I won't even like dance to it. Mm -hmm. Cause especially with middle Eastern dance, a lot of it has to do with feeling Mm -hmm. their biggest thing is feeling. They hate when they see a dancer out there, not even feeling the music, no emotion (laughs) emotion at all because the music is very evokes emotion out of you. Okay. So that's the first thing I do is I pick the music and I listen to the music over and over and over again. All of my choreography is probably made before I go to bed for some reason it just starts I can't go to sleep and I start creating choreography in my head (laughs) while I'm in the car and when I'm in the shower like that's (laughs) where I plan all my choreography and so I start planning out like I picture myself dancing to it in my head okay see what movements I do yeah and then I will also research the song think I research the artists who originally created it Mm -hmm. um the country i always put everything into context of when this piece was created what was happening in that country how would that influence this artist what was happening Mm -hmm. in their personal life that this is why they created this piece because that goes all goes into the feeling yeah definitely not just the words of what the lyrics are there's different ways you can interpret lyrics Mm -hmm. so i like to use the history the lo- geography, yeah. the person's history to create the interpretation okay. rather than just lyrics. Okay. So I do that. And then I plan my costume, nice. which is, goes <laughs> a lot into it too. I, colors, because colors create certain feelings as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a sad song, I'm not going to wear a pink costume. <laughs> Get all bright and yeah. happy looking. Whether it's going to be a lot of sparkle or limited sparkle, a full dress or a bra and belt set. Yeah. Things like that. And a lot of that is also influenced my choreography because I'm a strong believer that if I am not doing a lot with my stomach, then I don't need to show my stomach. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because that a little bit of history of the costume. It, the bra and belt set that we're so used to seeing mm-hmm. here in, in Western culture of the Middle Eastern dance is actually a very modern thing. It wasn't really developed until like the 1920s or so. Okay. Um, before that, or more so before that, the dancer actually was fully clothed, okay. completely covered. Hmm. And it was Western ideas and pressure to for the dancers to make money 
and also this person who's leading into this whole club night scene in Cairo yeah. of belly dancers. She wants to get the wealthy Europeans in, yeah. Yeah. but they didn't want to see a fully clothed, <laughs> fully clothed woman. woman. Yeah. How do we rid these people? <laughs> yeah, in? so she started wearing, you know, the bra and belt set, showing a little bit more skin, and then the movies, like old classic movies, black and white. Shard, the dancers started wearing that too, okay. and then it started gradually being like more mainstream for the dancers to do that. But if I'm not doing anything with my abdomen to where you don't even need to see it, then I won't wear it. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Very nice. That very nice. So you put a lot of thought into, you know, everything and, you know, a lot of strategy, you know, and I feel like that might not be something that's like common in all dance. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe some people might, you know, just listen to the music and, you know, go off that feeling and exactly. boom, that's it. They come up with the choreography. No, but you going with the history, I love that. Like that, That's amazing. That is awesome that you actually go back to that time when it was created to see what this person was going through. I love that. Like that, that's amazing. That's you just going that extra mile. And I think that's why like your, your dances, they do capture, like they're captivating. They are really captivating. Like you, you, you nail them girl. For that sure. 100%, that 100%, <laughs> it's that 100%. Again. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I always go back to that hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely. It matters to go a hundred percent, you know, for sure. So that's what's up. Um, I want to talk about this Facebook post that we saw um, where you mentioned a coworker asking you why you need to paint or why do you paint? And your response was, because I have to. If I don't create, I lose control. So can you give us more details on why you feel this way about painting? I've never been one that's very good with my words. Mm-hmm. Like I could talk right now because I took a lot of speech classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I don't have a lot of, it takes me a lot to talk about my feelings or mm-hmm. talk gotcha. about what I'm going through or about myself in general. Like when people tell me to write a bio, I'm just like, oh, this is so painful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Hi, my name is Jesse. I like the color purple. Like, it's the hardest thing ever. So, but painting and art in general is so easy for me because I don't need to talk. I could just show it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's going to be sound so weird. I don't feel like I think with, I think with thoughts, but I feel like a lot of me is a lot of emotions. Like when I go through things more, just I feel stuff Mm -hmm. rather than just like, it's not like sentences. Like, I don't know how to put my words to it, but this is it. Mm, I can't describe it with words, but I can describe it with visuals. Yeah. And that's how I am. And I feel like it keeps me under control. That's why I say I lose control because Mm -hmm. You need that outlet. You need Definitely. that ability to express Definitely. how you're feeling or what you're going through. Yeah. And when I was younger, before I got into art, I was always so like angry. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I can't. I, I used to fight in school. <laughs> like it was bad. Like there's no pretty way to put this. I, I, fought. Fought. I fought. Okay, okay. I fought. <laughs> <laughs> but you would have never guessed that meeting me now because I'm so like. I don't even get I don't even get mm-hmm. mad anymore. Yeah. Like when yeah. people do stuff, I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and I just leave it alone. But it it's because of art has really helped me release a lot of that, yeah. those feelings and oh, those yeah. thoughts. So like if somebody makes mm-hmm. you mad, you should be like, you're going to get this painting. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how That's it funny. is. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. 
All right. So you mentioned earlier that you end up making the costumes, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty awesome. So what made you decide to like go the extra mile and actually create these costumes instead of just, you know, hiring somebody else to do it or buying them? Well, the first motivation was money. Because <laughs> getting Save a costume money. made by because they're gonna pay for the materials and everything, but they also have an additional charge for just them making it, and they're mm-hmm. trying to make you know a profit off yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. So money was the first motivation, and then all, on top of that was I was never able to find costumes that were what I wanted for that song or for mm-hmm. that piece. So instead of just going to a designer, having them make a custom costume, which would cost even more money, yeah. I just decided to learn how to do it myself. So I t- started teaching myself how to sew, learning like the patterns. I would like look up other people's costumes yeah. and I w- would just look at all the images and try to see how they put it together. Yeah. Or even my older costumes, I would just start taking them out and to see, okay, how did they sew this? How yeah. did I look at the bras and see how they put the gems on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's what I started doing and started teaching myself how to do it myself. Nice. Okay. Like Very that. Good. Oh, yeah. Very nice, you know. And again, it just goes back to that thoroughness, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... You're saving that money, but you yeah, also, yeah. you know, you have that much more control over your, your creativity and, you know. And how you present yourself, your dance and everything. And and that's another thing that you can add to exactly. your list, mm-hmm. and, you I'm, know. I'm sure it's a boost, too, like when you go out there and perform, you know what I mean? Like No one else has my costume? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's a huge boost. Exactly. And not only are you, like, well prepared with the dance, but, you know, you also made the costume, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Yep, yep. All right, so what are some advantages of painting? Like, what, is, what, advantage, what advantages does painting have over dancing, in your opinion? And what do you sometimes like more like about painting? Well, painting, what's nice about it is, well, it's two-dimensional. So you don't have to worry about all the angles mm-hmm. of it. Like in dance, I have to worry about the back, the front, yep. my hair, my makeup, the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The audience, there's so many more factors. And also, there's less control in dance because okay. something can go wrong with the music mm-hmm. or the audience mm-hmm. or my costume. Yeah. And or your malfunction. <laughs> no, seriously, that's happened before. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I think every dancer at least once in their lifetime had a little baby wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. But it's just, I'm glad I got that out of the way. <laughs> this is never gonna happen again. Got you. Oh, but learn how to make that costume next time. Yeah. Next time around. <laughs> it's not gonna happen again. again. <laughs> but with painting, you have more. Like if you mess up in a painting, because I use oil paint, so I have to wait for it to dry. Yeah. I wait for it to dry, then I just go over it, fix it. Mm-hmm. You could rub it off. Start. You know. Both dance. If you make that mistake, it's there. Yeah. And a lot of time with dance, you have that one chance to impress someone in the audience. Yeah. Because they may not see you again. So this is the one time that you can leave a lasting impression to where they're willing to go see you again, book you again. Yeah. Anything like that. With painting, I sit in my room all day by myself, fix everything wrong with it, and then display it. And then it's always going to be there. Nothing else is going to change about it. Got you. So I have a lot more control of painting. Nice. Okay. Very dope, yeah. you know. Seems like it's a lot more intimate as well, like you said, you know. 
a lot less factors at mm-hmm. play. So you can mm-hmm. just kind of hone in, focus on it, and just get off into your own little zone. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, you are a spectacular dancer. And another thing about it is that you won multiple awards. You know what I mean? Um, what does it mean to you to compete and perform in front of people and come out on top? For me, it means credibility, especially with me not growing up taking any classes and having to self-teach myself all the dances and the culture and the rhythms of the music and do it correctly. A lot of people try to knock down your credibility because you didn't go to an instructor or know anyone in the field directly. So these competitions and me coming out on top means credibility. It's more of like Mm -hmm. assurance that, yes, I do know what I'm doing. Yes, I'm doing it right. And you should give me that credit. Respect like all the work that I put into it. Yeah. All the dedication. Most definitely. For me, it's credibility. I'm doing it to say, even though I didn't go to a teacher, I'm still as invested, if not more, because I got this far Mm -hmm. on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, I'm sure, you know, little checks can't hurt either. Cause I, seen, I, seen <laughs> I saw the one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that was nice. I got a costume. <laughs> so I got the check. And then I saved the rest. Okay. <laughs> nice. Very dope, very dope. Okay, nice. That's what's up. So on top of all the amazing things you do, you decided to add teacher to the list. So like what made you decide to share your talents in a way to help, you know, teach others how to learn to express themselves through dance? So with me being self-taught, I have a different approach to teaching it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can make it easier for people to try to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Maybe like these are the tools I used Mm -hmm. to get to where I am. I did it on my own at home. You could take these tools and use them at home as well to improve your dance. Also, I noticed a lot of the dancers that are coming up out there are forgetting to feel the music. They're so focused on technique. And I think sometimes all instructors do technique, technique, choreography, choreography, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that the dance originated with improv, being improvisational. I want to teach the rhythms. These are the different rhythms. And even though the music may be slightly different, for the most part, these rhythm undertones are always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So you need to learn how to predict what the music's going to do so that you can also feel the music and not have to rely on choreography. And also talk about the role acting plays in dancing, which is like one of the workshops I'm coming up and doing. Because for me, as a dancer, you don't. it's not like acting like an actor. You go on stage and... You make a lot of facial expressions and stuff like that. Dancing is a little different. It's like you can act with the lines you create with your body. And me being a visual artist, I know a lot about lines. Because when I paint a pose, you can't talk in a painting. So your body language in that one painting is going to tell the entire story. Mm -hmm. So the way I dance, I think about that. Like when you're sad, you hunch over. So when I dance, if there's like a certain beat that goes boom, 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 I'll just take my chest and just crunch, hunch, hunch. Mm-hmm. That's a line that you're creating, right? Mm-hmm. You're the in your torso and mm-hmm. your back. And then when you're happy, you know, you're more elevated, your neck's up and yeah. just different things like that as to that. Those little things can elevate a performance alone. Definitely. So I want 
people like, yes, focus on technique, but don't forget to lose these qualities. Don't forget to add these little elements to it to elevate your performance if you're serious about pursuing this further. Absolutely. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. So do you have any words of wisdom for the, lis- the listeners out there who are in the beginning stages of pursuing their dreams? Don't. Like, I always tell my dad this because my dad is 100% supportive of me, but he's also very skeptical because he wants me to not be hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always tell him, and this is why I tell other people, the people who have been successful in their field did not get there by listening to the people who told them you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be more of a no matter what I'm going to pursue this anyways they didn't get there by giving up they get there because they can they ignored those people and kept going forward yeah Mm -hmm. okay that's very good advice definitely gotta keep it moving and you know no matter what people say because some people People are not gonna see your vision you know what I'm saying exactly and people always are putting an input and whether or not they mean well because you know some Mm -hmm. people do some people don't Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. You just got to kind of follow your heart at the end of the day and continue, and work continue hard. that pursuit. You have to work hard. You have to put the work into it. Because a lot of people yeah. want to have grand, like grand dreams, but they don't put the work. But they put 50% in. They don't yeah. put that 100%. Yeah, they put the 100%. You. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's another little tidbit yeah. we can take away from this. Exactly. You put that 100% in. You already know. It's a theme. All right. So what's next for Jesenia Lopez? What's next for me? A lot of performances. I'm like... Pretty much have a work festival workshop for us of the year every Book, month, starting up. in April. Booked up. <laughs> yeah, booked up, nice. which I'm excited about. And hopefully some pieces might start coming out that reflect both dance and my visual art. Gotcha. Nice. So I am working on some stuff like that, and hopefully I'll have a show coming up soon. Don't know if we're 100% sure yet, but hopefully we'll get the, that ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And then, you know... You were talking about it earlier, how you're trying to mix the two. Yeah, I would like to see, you know, that start starting to be implemented because it did seem like, okay, like even with your page, like it was art, you know, it was more art based before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, you kind of switched it over to. Yeah, dance has become very, I've been doing a lot more dance. Exactly. And dancing has been paying the bills. So, yeah. <laughs> so I've been, so like, I've been to, paying attention a little over. bit, a little bit more to dance, but I want, I definitely want to start because I've been working on some ideas and concepts on how I can bridge the two worlds together, and I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to showing that out. Oh. Nice. Okay. Oh yeah. Looking forward lo- to seeing that for sure. Exactly. We're looking forward to seeing you kind of bring the best of both worlds yep. to the table. Very nice. All right. Well, last but not least. Where can people find you and your work? Okay, so I have a Facebook page, which is Belly Dancer. Just in your Belly Dance. That's my Facebook page. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so bad with social media. John always makes fun of me about I'm awful. I didn't have one for the longest time. I just got gotcha. one like two years ago. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Is that bad? I smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram, I believe, is belly dancer, Jacenia. I think it's Jacenia Dance. Jacenia Dance? <laughs> you, say, you guys know more than one I of, do. One of those. Yeah. Jacenia <laughs> Dance. Jacenia yeah, Dance. I know my name is in it, and I know dance is in it. It's 
It's real bad. <laughs> it's so bad. All right, we're gonna. We're gonna. Just send your dance, you guys. Our Instagram is just send your dance. Exactly. Just send your dance. <laughs> Everything's just send your dance. <laughs> All right, so you look that up, and then you'll be good to go. You'll be able to find her and her work. You know, mm-hmm. keep up with show dates, and you know, yeah. just kind of the process because yeah. she posts about you know. When she makes the costumes, yeah. and sometimes she'll post videos, sometimes she'll post pictures of the art. So, you know, you can definitely stay updated that way. And you can see her dog, baby. Yeah. Cutest <laughs> little brat you've ever met. Yep, yep. Yes, indeed. And then um, on top of that, you can also follow us, you know, on social media at Misfits Create, I think. <laughs> I think. Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, so at, at Misfits Create on Instagram. And Twitter, <laughs> and then you can also search um, at Misfits Create on Facebook. You can catch us on YouTube as well, um, and that'll be at Misfits Create, but it'll be separated, or not even at Misfits Create, but just Misfits Create. If you search that with the space in between, then you'll be good to go on that. You can find us on SoundCloud by searching Creative Misfits, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, all that. All that. And then... Um, we definitely want to shout out Hip Hop Everything, as yep, always, yep. you know, for always holding us down. They always hold us down with the airings, and, yep, you know, yep. they're always showing support, so we always show them support back. So you can catch us on Hip Hop Everything Radio on Fridays after our episodes initially air at 7 p.m. So Hip Hop Everything, Hip Hop's Any Hotspot, definitely check them out because they have more dope content and more dope creators. Yep, yep. We want to thank Jacinia Just, Lopez. Desenio Lopez Desenio Lopez Desenio Dance For coming through today And uh, blessing us with your presence Telling us about your work And you know It was a very interesting You know discussion Learning about I learned a lot Exactly All that that goes into it So that's why you're a good teacher For sure (laughs) About to take a dance class With you now (laughs) Got me all interested Like "Hmm, I want to learn about that (laughs) You know you know So thank you very much For coming through Uh, We enjoyed it We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you guys as the listeners enjoy this interview um and we definitely want to thank you guys for listening as always so that's about it i think that covers everything yep yep (laughs) (laughs) all right so thank you guys once again and we will catch you next time later see ya creative misfits